The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga. Hi, this is Dr. Mary Lang. Good morning. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, A Beacon of Light and Hope, for Tuesday, March 20, uh, Tuesday, March 26th. I am Dr. Mary Joanne Lang, CEO and founder of Beacon Day School, and today I am joined by uh, Dr. Dan Burns, father of a 25-year-old son with um, autism spectrum disorder author of Saving Ben, A Father's Story of Autism, contributing editor to Age of Autism and Adult Issues Liaison for Autism One. Dr. Burns facilitates planning, vocational program, and funding for an an independent me, the uh, parentheses, the AIM Ranch, a charity in Austin, Texas area for teens and young adults with autism spectrum. He is focused on empowering parents to organize communities where their adult children and friends can live, work, play, and evolve. His goal is to create a model community that is self-originating, self-sustaining, and self-discovering. Today, we will talk about adult communities. Welcome, Dan. I really enjoy and look forward to this conversation. Hey, Mary Jo, so do I. It's good, good to hear your voice again. Oh, well, thank you. Um, do you want to, let's start out by just talking about your son and how this, this vision emerged for you. Well, Ben is, ben is 25 years old. Uh, he was born before 1980, which puts us on the leading edge of the autism epidemic. So I've been sort of learning as I'm going and sharing my lessons with with folks as I go, and I'm, I'm still going and still learning and still sharing. Uh, the, the part of the journey that I want to talk about today is the later part, and that's the adult community that you mentioned, uh, AIM Ranch, that that I facilitated in uh, in the summer of um, uh, 2012. So, um, next question. Go ahead. Oh, the well, what is your model for that community? What framework do you uh, build build your community on? Well, our first model was Brookwood Community near Houston, Texas, which is uh, a 200-acre site uh, that is a self-contained village, and that was that that was our model to begin with. We wanted to build these villages all over Texas and all over the U.S., and um, and we set out to do that. So 
the, the, the journey that I've been through is one of, of revising the vision and, and learning as we go. And I, I, it, it's, it's turned, my, my vision is turned from, from the self-contained villages into a, an archipelago, an archipelago like the Hawaiian Islands of, of different kinds of sites and um, campuses and living situations, uh, each inspired by the, the folks who, who live there. Uh, I've, I've changed my views from uh, kind of an organization-centered model uh, that in which the, the goals and needs of the organization come first to a, to a person-centered model, and one in which we look at the people we're trying to serve and say, what, what can we do for the, these folks? Um, it's changed from a, a kind of a build it and they will come mentality to, to one of uh, let's get together and, and we will build it. We, we the parents of these adult children. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those are a couple, I, I, I can continue on this line, but those are a couple of the, of the uh, changes in, in the vision that so is it's built on what I'm hearing you say it's built on relationships not only with the parents but the young adults who are going to live work play grow uh develop in these in the community right but when okay. we started we thought that the major challenge would be funding uh right. and of course funding is always an issue but as I look at these adult communities that have succeeded, many of them grow out of out of small schools in which people have worked, families have worked together from uh, pre-elementary and, and elementary age on through high school, and then say, okay, now let's go ahead and continue working together and build an adult community. So mm-hmm. the, the schools are often the core of this, and what's happened is after 12 years of work, these families know each other. They've come together and... Um, and so it's, it, has, it has become a relationship-centered uh, event, environment. Well, yeah. that's pretty uh, powerful uh, because if you it, it's putting the mission or goal first and then money will follow to support that. And I think that's uh, key because you can throw money at something and not – even begin to come close to what the mission or the goal of the um, community is. So it's it, it's it's very um, very powerful. So let me ask you: Did you um, do you have components of this community or a philosophical components that are uh, that you see as essentially key to the development of a healthy uh, organization and uh, support for these individuals who are in transition and young adults? Well, there, there are four pieces of it. Live, work, play, and heal. Mm-hmm. And so, we, I mean, we, we've taken turns focusing on, on all of those. Uh, our, our original goal was to focus on work and build a community around, around work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we found is that it takes a, it takes a long time. It takes about a year just to get uh, the young adults adjusted to each other, to get the staff stabilized, and to get the routines established. Mm-hmm. And, uh, work at that point is is secondary. 
So, so really, when we talk about establishing these communities, I put live first, and uh, I'm supported in in this by by other folks who have who have started adult communities. So the first thing is build the relationships. Uh, then you go out and say, what about what about jobs? What about income? What about enterprise? Uh, and how can the state help us? Or 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 are we? Entirely on our own. What resources can we bring into this? Mm-hmm. So I would put, I would put work as the second component. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe play comes in uh, pretty soon too because that's 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 what our guys like to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 challenge really is to turn play or to turn interests, uh, passions in, into work uh, into income producing. Uh, modalities. Then the piece that we've experimented with and that I think uh, made our experiment last summer unusual is is the heel component. Because mm-hmm. um, we we believe, I believe, Ben is 25 years old. Uh, I set out 20 years ago to recover him. He is not recovered. But I haven't given up, and, and uh, Ben is pre-verbal, but he's gaining language every day, gaining skills every day. So we 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 look at how how do we continue the healing process for our kids, even when they're adults. Uh-huh. Uh, we we uh, we do hyperbaric therapy, uh, neurotherapy, which is a kind of biofeedback uh, diet and exercise. We put this together, and 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 at least. A few cases, we got some pretty remarkable results. So, uh, live, work, play, and heal—that's our model. Well, do you just um, a side note? Do you have a physician on your on this campus that uh, helps uh, guide the healing part of this, or how does that work? We, we have a number of, of physicians. We used to call them Dan doctors that mm-hmm. that, that we work with in the Austin area. Uh, mm-hmm. And from other areas, but what we found is that parents prefer to have to pick their own doctors, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, we, I mean, we we help them develop relationships with new doctors as resources, but we don't have uh, clinicians assigned to the campus. Those mm-hmm. those come as service support people, and they're chosen by the, the parents and to some extent the the residents. Hmm. Very very so. Uh, the parents, if if you need um, a one-on-one or a behavior interventionist or whatever, they're provided. Uh, the the parents choose what person, um, work or the or the individual with autism um, will choose who they wish to work with. Right. Now, now we provide education to the parents and some guidance and and uh, a list of resources and contact. Uh, information. Actually, these are that that sounds pretty formal, but these are these are folks that we work with uh, almost daily, and uh, we we put them in touch with the parents, and then they decide, uh, and, and the residents decide what therapies they want to use. We we recommend, but we don't require. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that that is. Um... That's a pretty profound model. I, I love the the choice because one of the issues is that um, 
uh, is giving um, the uh, young adults uh, freedom of choice, and that's always difficult. Let me ask you, suppose a young adult just, for instance, chooses an unhealthy choice. Uh, let's say they like uh, pizza and Coke every day. Um, how, is, how are those, uh, you know, necessarily unhappy you're not unhappy, but potentially unhealthy choices managed because we all make those unhealthy choices sometimes. Yeah, and it, it is an issue. I mean, one way to to do it is is to separate the foods and put locks on the put locks on the on the, on the refrigerators in the cabinets. But the fact is, if you don't have buy-in from the parents mm-hmm. uh, and, and the and the residents, you're you're not going to have. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Dan. We're coming to our break, and um, I will talk to you. Continue this very stimulating discussion after after the break, and uh, we can we'll proceed with other issues related to um, how the relationships are built and what the campus. Uh, can look like in in various um, areas. Uh, I, I've done some thinking since I talked yesterday, and I wondered if we could talk about uh, goals. About what? And goals is kind oh, of a uh-huh. second topic, and then resources is kind of a third topic. Okay, well, we will certainly proceed then um, with that uh, with that area of discussion, and I really um, I v- really value all the input that you are providing to myself and listeners because uh, this, the idea of adults um, and transitioning into a productive, independent life and a, qu- and a high quality of life is really critical to everyone, and it's how do we facilitate that for um individuals with autism and related disabilities. Good. Okay, this is Dr. Mary Joanne Lang, and I am talking to Dan Burns, who has a 25-year-old son on this spectrum. Um, We will continue our discussion uh, after the break. Thank you very much, and I look forward to um, resuming this conversation. Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. 
Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, this is Dr. Mary Joanne Lang from Beacon Day School, and today I'm joined by Dr. Dan Burns, who is a father of a 25-year-old who is who is on the autism spectrum and a noted author of Saving Ben, A Father's Story of Autism. Uh, I'd like to continue our discussion this morning, uh, Dr. Burns, and um, we're going to let's talk about some goals because uh, that's always having clearly defined goals is always useful in whatever project um, or or program that you're developing. What what do you see in terms of goals for the communities that you are trying to develop? Well, our ranch community last summer was named an independent me, and the, the middle word of that name points to the goal that we put first, which was independence. But if you talk to parents, probably the, the thing that they'll put first is security. I, I want my adult child to be safe. And to some degree, these goals are in conflict. Uh, how do you promote independence for someone who... You know, who may not be safe. Um, mm-hmm. one, one, of the, one of the things that we did last summer was, was uh, work with a young man to help him get a driver's license. And uh, he was 21 years old, needed a license to get to his job. Uh, we got part way with that, and then we found out that he has what manifests as an, as an anger issue. Now, mm-hmm. do you want somebody who goes into, <laughs> into rages behind the wheel of a car? Uh, driving on the interstate highway, maybe not. No. Uh, so no. we had we had to pull back on on independence a little bit uh, and say safety comes first. So um, so these goals are always in conflict. And again, when when you're dealing with adults, uh, 21 and over, who may be emancipated, may not uh, be answerable to their parents or anyone else anymore, they mm-hmm. you have to to treat them as adults and let them make their own decisions. Uh, this, this brings in issues of, of uh, dating, pornography, alcohol, uh, as well as the more traditional concerns like work uh, and uh, play. And struggling with those issues is um, it's a challenge. Is, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last word you said? A challenge. Oh, to say to say the least, I, uh, sexuality is a, a huge issue in adolescence and uh, young adults and adulthood, and the expression of that, uh, because that can uh, that inappropriate behavior can get you into all kinds of difficulty, and uh, even prevent you from. Um, it can get you incarcerated, for example, if you're if you do something some things that are inappropriate. So, um, have you 
so I can see safety and independence and giving uh, these young people voices as perhaps a triad of, of extraordinarily uh, extraordinary uh, challenges and we are really in uncharted waters when it comes to those three dimensions. We are, and the the peak of that triad, which I visualize as a triangle, would be would be choice. So you've got security at one angle, uh, independence at the other, and and choice at the top. Uh, the the goal I think for us is that these young adults live a, a rich, full life. And that's always going to be balancing their security needs against their independence needs. Correct. Correct. And and it may not even uh, the the sad uh, commentary because I've lectured on sexuality, autism, one and other um, places, is that it may not be uh, the client that or the person that we're working with, it may be somebody from the outside wor- world that puts um, these these young adults um, in jeopardy because uh, the statistic is that if you're mentally uh, or physically, physi- physically, excuse me, challenged, that you have a 50% chance of being abused, raped, um, or having some other un- unfortunate experience that may have nothing to do with you personally, but somebody else. Yeah. So, uh, so it can be uh, extraordinarily uh, frightening, and um, when you're vulnerable, you you tend to be trusting, and uh, and other people aren't so can can abuse that trust. So. That's right. Um, is, is there anything that you, do you want to explore further? Cause I'm really interested in the, um, uh, the, the play work live interaction and, and how does that, um, how, I mean, I, I get the, I get the concepts, but how do you, um, operationalize it now that you've had a chance to work with it, um, you know, on a day to day basis and individualize it to meet the students or the, the young adults' unique needs? Well, what we found was there, there are a lot of resources for play. And, mm-hmm. um, when, when, when I thought, when, when we, started the ranch, I thought we're going to be challenged with a scarcity of resources. What, what we found actually is that there's an abundance of resources, and these would be anywhere from community swimming pools, YMCAs, hiking trails, uh, to other uh, charity organizations that want to partner with you and help you and work with you. Uh, so the uh, we, we, we found that, that uh, play... <laughs> You know, play is the bonding experience. Play is the part. Play is also the social experience. Play is the part where the uh, uh, the residents who often come with their assigned caregivers bring in their friends, and their friends bring in their friends, and the caregivers bring in their caregiver friends and their other friends. So you've got this this great uh, rich mixture of uh, of resources, and um, so we we found that the that the play piece is really uh, key to 
key to um, developing relationships and also uh, springs off into the to the work component. Mm-hmm. Y- YMCA's, swimming pools, hiking trails, uh, in- special interest clubs, uh, all of those are, are available for these young adults. Well, I'm, that that's wonderful. Do you see, let me just ask you um, two questions. One is uh, the way uh, you've described it, live, work, play, sounds uh, sequential almost in nature. And I'm wondering if if that's what what actually happens because I see it more as things that almost have to, rather than being sequential, almost have to occur somewhat um, concurrently. They they do occur concurrently, and they they go through the they go through the model of uh, of. Uh, Norming uh, of, of storming, norming, and performing, and, and e- each of them goes through that phase. Uh, Would you the, say uh, that again? That sounded so cool. What? Oh, uh, norming, storming, Nor- and, and performing. Or, right, it's actually storming comes first. That is storming group together, and that's what we're talking about—a a group or a team. Um, first of all, they're going to pretend to get along really well, and then uh, in a week or two, the conflicts emerge. You've got to go through the storming phase uh, to get to the norming and performing phase. So, uh-huh. so these phases form a, a, a cycle, and we go through them in the living in the living situation, the work situation, play and heal. One of our young men, for example, came in, and uh, we knew that he had an interest in technology and cell phones, so we found him a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I waited in the parking lot. We'd, we'd made arrangements with the, with the entrepreneur who was going to hire him. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I, I waited in the parking lot while he went in uh, to apply for the job and hopefully come out with a, a work sketch. Well, they came out and saying, well, I told him I didn't want the job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, we, we also found in jobs uh, volunteer work with the uh, uh, veterinary group and, and some other. You didn't want any of them. So, you know, it finally occurred to me. Wait a minute. We're we're finding jobs for him. He should be finding his own jobs. Uh, so that was that was part of the storming phase for us and part of the, the learning phase for us. And we we go through that with. Uh, we go through that with uh, living situation, uh, changing rooms, uh, changing environments, um, and uh, the, the play situation as well. When uh, when you had your program this summer, was it um, a, a, a ranch where these young adults lived, or were they? It was it more of a day situation for them? It was both. It was a ranch where we had permanent full time residents. Uh, then we then we had uh, day activities that in which other folks were invited to come in, so so they did both. Oh, that's that's marvelous. So were you, were you able to acquire the property for? I mean, is that a permanent situation? Is it ongoing, or was it uh, for the summer only? And how are you? How is that going to grow and modify over? You know, in the future, I guess is the... it was it was leased, and what we found was that um, the situation we'd set up was was much too expensive, mm. and 
so we're we're looking now at how how do you create a living environment uh, like it, this one that's rich it, and resourceful. Excuse me, Dr. Burns, um, we're going for a break. And so I, uh, this is Dr. Mary Lang. I'm speaking to Dr. Dan Burns, who is a father of a 25-year-old son, and we're talking about uh, Independent Me, uh, a ranch in Austin, Texas, for uh, teens and young adults with a spectrum. We'll be back in just a few minutes with further discussion uh, from Dr. Dan Burns. Thank you very much, and we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for New Reflections, featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, this is Dr. Mary Lang, and I'm uh, speaking with Dr. Dan Burns, who's a father of a 25-year-old son who has autism and a noted author of Saving Ben, A Father's Story of Autism. Uh, we've been talking uh, this morning about... Uh, his uh, independent uh, me, an independent me program, which is a charity in Austin, Texas, uh, which focuses on empowering adults to organize communities where their adult ASD children and friends can live, work, play, and heal. Thank you, uh, Dr. Burns, and I welcome back to the program. Thank you. So, um, do you have? Um, we were talking about um, the the framework, the structure, and you were saying that the community or the ranch that you uh, had last summer for a program was um, uh, a bit costly. How would you change your model, or how have you, has that evolved for this summer and in the future? 
we're, we're looking at a very interesting model now, which is uh, a rent-only model. Uh, and this works not so much for campuses or group homes, but for home clusters that are, that are unlicensed, uh, not necessarily uh, Medicaid-administered, and, um, and rent-only. And the, the idea here is that we, we, get, we get out of all of the formal requirements uh, that are to meet, uh, and, and we, just, we just rent homes to young adults who, as, as we would to anyone else in the community, to young uh, adults who share rooms. Uh, so you, um, does your organization rent or does the young adult rent? The young adult rent. So it's it's the young adult and his family that are renting the the house, and and then they come to a location for the uh, their activities of daily living, which may may be recreational or social or work or um, how is is that what what happens? Well, it hasn't happened yet because we're in the process of reorganizing. But that's the well, model. That's the model that we're looking at. Uh, the the advantage of this is that the the young adults contract for their own care providers, their own service providers, if they need them. Uh, some uh, some of the guys are going to need overnight, you know, twenty four seven supervision. Others are not. Uh, some are going to need more help with the living skills on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Others just need people to check in with them uh, several times a week. So mm-hmm. our, our simple, inexpensive model is you as a guy or gal coming to our uh, house, bring, mm-hmm. your own service, bring your own service people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will help with the coordination uh, we will put you in touch with resources in the community, uh, but but um, basically we're landlords. So again, and basically you're what? I'm sorry, I missed that. Landlords, basically uh-huh. landlords. I see. Yeah. So we may have home clusters that uh, houses that are near each other where people rent. We 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 may uh, continue with the with the campus model, uh, but uh, this this is a this is a simplified way of doing uh, what is not really a group home, but mm-hmm. has some of the aspects of a group home. I I see. So could um, uh, are are these homes necessarily HUD um, funded? You know, uh, housing uh, or. Pardon me. They could be. When, when we when we look at at the resources that uh, renters bring to this model, mm-hmm. uh, so most of them will have SSI as adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, some will have a Medicaid waiver. Uh, many many will be eligible for for food stamps. Some will work part time. Um, others will have Section Eight vouchers. Uh, so we can, we can look at all of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, each each renters or each each guy's program will be uh, will be individual and unique. Wow, that that is a very powerful um, model. Are you, so it's the families and the um, uh, individual who are 
um, because quality then or the level of expectation uh, that the person has or the caregiver can vary uh, greatly. So you don't have, uh, are you, are you involved at all in, in guiding the, uh, the families and picking um, caregivers or uh, behavior interventionists or anything like that so that they sure. can? Sure. We provide all of those resources and, and the recommendations. But the fact is that uh, the, the guys are, are responsible for their own uh, service people and can hire them and fire them. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. I mean, certainly in California, um, that that's true. So, yes. But I'm just sometimes um, it, again, you get back to the idea of uh, choice, safety, and independence. It, that tri- that triad can sometimes be in in conflict, and and you want to. Ma- I I always worry. Um, because I have uh, obviously an adult daughter who is developmentally impaired, and um, I my one of my concerns gets back to the idea of abuse and making sure that she's safe, and yet giving her that freedom. So um, it can be it can be pretty uh, scary for an adult uh, for well not necessarily well it is certainly for the individual with uh, developmental uh, impairments, but also for the family because, again, we're, we're in uncharted waters about how to um, handle this in the most, um, m- uh, most fortuitous and, and best way, I guess. And so that unknown is such an uncomfortable feeling for parents. And as a parent, I as a parent, I certainly feel that. It is, and and of course, there's going to be a, a spectrum of solutions uh, along this this uh, independent security choice continuum. But autism is a spectrum disorder, so one would expect that the response would also be a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Something that 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 every family has to work out. Now. One one of the things I wanted wanted to bring up, um, you know, we talked about resources. Mm-hmm. The, the the kids and their caregivers are probably the chief resources. I call them kids; they're young adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when you're looking at resources, these are the these are the people who bring the way they, the way I look at it. They they bring the gift of themselves to uh, your program and. Mm-hmm. Each one has, through his or her needs and and uh, talents, something special to give. Uh, the other resources are, are churches and rotary clubs, which can help you get started. Uh, then we talked about SSI, uh, Medicaid waiver, food stamps, Section 8 vouchers. Uh, there's there's another piece I want to add to that. Okay. And and that is uh, the Class Act. Uh, and let me just tell you a little bit about this because it's it's a component of the Affordable Care Act, uh, also known as Obamacare, which which has come in under the radar. It's an unimplemented feature of Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it does is, uh, when it's implemented, if it's implemented, uh, it will give 
It will give parents and uh, our, our adult ASD kids an additional resource that will be with them after we as the parents are gone. Ah, uh, oh, well, so what does the CLASS Act do? The, the, the CLASS Act, or the Community Living Assistance Services and Support Program, is supposed to establish a national voluntary insurance program for purchasing long-term care, living services, and supports. So this is what gives our kids the resources to hire their service people. Uh-huh. And um, this is this is does not replace SSI, Medicaid, or any of the existing programs. Uh-huh. It is mandated to be in addition to those. Now uh-huh. it's not it's not implemented yet because uh, Kathleen Sebelius hasn't implemented it. Uh, she's looked at it and she says, "I don't see I don't see how this program can pay for itself, and it's not supposed to be taxpayer supported. So we need to go back and do some some rethinking of it. And right now, the class act is being rethought." But, but the way it will work uh, ultimately is that working adults, our kids, will pay premiums into the program through payroll deductions. Mm-hmm. These, can be payroll, these can be payroll deductions from microenterprises that you have on your, on your campus or on your mm-hmm. living situation. Then after five years, the enrollees are eligible for benefits if they've been actively employed for three of those years. Now, what does actively employed mean? It means that you've got to um, you've got to work about uh, ten hours a week. Uh-huh. Uh, and pay and pay taxes into the into the yeah. system. Pay premiums into the system. It's modeled on Social Security. Okay. Then after three years, you can you receive a monthly cash benefit that can be used to maintain your community residence. So it's. Uh, now here's the good news. The model that the model that's been proposed starts with premiums of five dollars a month. That's, uh-huh. what our, that's what our kids would pay. After uh-huh. three years, they can draw down. If this program is implemented, they can draw down somewhere between fifteen hundred and twenty-two hundred a month uh, for life. This is an oh. addition. To, this is an addition to all of their other uh, supports. Uh-huh. Uh, so all they've got to do is earn about $100 a month doing whatever they can do, uh, do it for three years consistently, and then uh, they have an additional source of income that is an entitlement, uh, like Social Security. And uh-huh. uh, is, is, uh, it's a federal entitlement, so it's written into national law, and it doesn't go away. So that's... That's what we're looking at as a as a hopeful possibility. Uh, well, um, we're going to this will uh, this segment and this class act is very very interesting. Um, we are coming to a, the end of our third segment and we'll be back um, after the commercial break. So I'd like to again acknowledge Dr. Dan Burns. And we will be back to continue our discussion and end up with some uh, goals, immediate and long-term goals for uh, the future and hear of Dr. Burns' ultimate uh, vision. Anyway, thank you very much, and we'll be back after this commercial break. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on voiceamericakids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for voiceamerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at voiceamericakids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to voiceamericakids.tv. Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's Figure It Out Intimately airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. It's a beautiful day. Do you look your best? Do you feel your best? While everybody ages, why does it seem to show more in some people than others? It could have to do with what's inside and how it affects you outside. Tune in to Health and Beauty for Life with Dr. Tang and Alexandra. Their training in medicine and nutrition brings proven results with their patients. And now, they're ready to bring that knowledge to you. We'll answer your questions and explore innovations in technology and medicine to keep you looking and feeling your best. Tune in Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, this is Dr. Mary Joanne Lang, and I'm here today sitting in for Terry Aranga, and I'm joined by Dr. Dan Burns, who's a father of a 25-year-old son with autism. Uh, and noted author of Saving Ben, A Father's Story of Autism. Welcome back, uh, Dr. Burns, and this is our final uh, segment. And I'm wondering, you know, there are a lot of parents out there listening to this com- this conversation, and I feel that it is a very profound, timely uh, conversation, whether your child is is young or and in school or in a transition program or even currently um in in adulthood but what what um do you have any words for these parents i understand we've been talking about the class act but i'm i'm trying to uh think about how we can help parents envision envision the future for their own child my my advice would be something I wish I had been advised uh, 10 or 20 years ago, and that is start forming networks with other parents because uh, your, your child is yours forever, and uh, it doesn't end when your child graduates. So these, these other families and other parents can be your support system that take you uh, from uh, the era of the school bus to the era of, 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 of the job if there is a job, and uh, can, can help create these living situations or campuses. So I, I would say start start building relationships now. 
Well, I think that is um, very profound because it is through the relationships that uh, you can move forward and um, help. Uh, you can begin to feel more secure that there is a future and how and define for your uh, your young adult or child what that future would look like so that they do have they do have choices and they do have choices that are economically uh, sustainable because um, it, it's it, it not everyone can go to Brookwood which um, uh, has um, you know not only a charitable community uh, contribution but it also has other um, economic uh, responsibilities is that correct that, that, that's right, and um, what, what I'm envisioning now is not a, a thousand Brookwoods, but, but a thousand points of light in which parents, given the motivational resources, invent, invent their, their own futures for their children, and the children participate in this too. So I'm looking at models across the country. Uh, Juniper Hill Farms is one of my favorites right now. They're in Lansburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, Brookwood is still a, a great model for those who are looking for uh, a, a, an extremely uh, secure uh, and funded future for their kids. But let's get out and let's let's invent the future. You know, let's take let's take some of these resources like like the Class Act and SSI and Medicaid if you can get it uh, and food stamps and, and let's put together let's put together something that works for our kids. And then let's let's share our models and model model them uh, as pilot programs for other parents. There's there's going to be a tremendous need for living situations for adults and uh, diversity and choice uh, are are going to be my key words as I look at these models. Well, I love the concept concept of invent the future. What a slogan um, that is to inspire. Uh, families who sometimes feel very uh, trapped and stuck in situations where uh, it seems uh, community resources, especially for living, are at a um, are at a minimum. So that's a very profound, um, wonderful concept, and something that I do believe can uh, help parents find what they need. But it you know, I'm I'm hoping from my perspective as a parent of an adult with disabilities is uh to to inspire to give hope so that parents can move forward and create a secure uh independent uh situation where uh the young adult um has has choice. Um, are there any other points that you would like to make, Dr. Burns, regarding our discussion today? Well, yeah, my, my, I guess my point would be just do it. Uh, I gave a presentation in Arizona a few months ago where parents have been talking for years about creating mm-hmm. living situations for their soon-to-be adult children, uh, and they were caught in all of the, the regulatory tangles, uh, Medicaid requirements, licensing requirements, and so you don't have to be licensed to start uh, to start a living situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say just do it. Um, the, the, the other thing is um, 
you might consider starting as a summer camp so that you're not committed long-term. You can learn your lessons and take your knocks and, and find the, the opportunities you didn't know existed in, a, let's say, a six-week or even shorter program in the summer. And then take the lessons learned from that and turn it into a more permanent situation uh, for your kids for the future. Well, one of my my favorite sayings falls uh, right in that, where it's small steps, uh, um, because sometimes if you if you uh, take large steps, you you don't you don't know what the what mud you might be stepping in. So um, it, it's a wonderful concept to start with a summer camp that will really um, help you get out the get out the the bugs and you and you can learn from well it dr burns this has been a marvelous opportunity to talk with you and explore and i do hope that we'll be able to continue our discussion uh in in the future because this is such a um a personal and public issue that uh, parents and society as a whole has to come uh, to terms with in order to provide this concept of choice, safety, and independence. And maybe even add a fourth one where they are uh, these young adults, because I really believe that um, that in in this model you can be productive members of society and pay taxes and facilitate the class act so that um, it, it's it's an ongoing sustainable um, uh, program. Yeah, and we we can continue this, and we can continue it with the people who are listening now. Uh, I would recommend Autism One in Chicago. Oh yeah, Saturday, absolutely. May 25th at 5 p.m. Uh, I have a an adolescent and adult issues roundtable. So that's that's uh, May 25, Saturday, May 25, 1.45 p.m. at Autism One in Chicago. We're going to have a roundtable discussion with people bringing various models of work, play, and heal uh, choice models to the table, and we're going to open the discussion to everybody. So that runs from 1.45 to, I think, uh, 6 p.m., and um, I want to invite everyone to that. Uh, also... Uh, I, I'm available as as the proprietor of Appleseed Ventures to uh, go to your place and uh, your location, and uh, I, I need some ex- expenses, but uh, but talk to your group about what we've done and the lessons that we've learned. So we can well, we can continue this discussion. Thank you, thank you very much, Dr. Burns. I really, um, again, I really appreciate all your efforts and hard work on behalf of your son and others with autism and related uh, developmental uh, disabilities. Um, I would like to thank um, the program sponsors, Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri, to buy healthful camel's milk. Go to the Autism One website at www.autismone.org and click on Cute Camel.
on the cute camel in the corner, I guess. Um, and while you are there, uh, there's still time to get early bird membership price of $25 for Autism One, which includes the five-day, 100-plus speaker conference in May. Dr. Dan Burns and I will both be there, so please visit www.autismone.org. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I look forward to um, uh, hosting this program again, and I'd like to thank Terry Aranga and Autism One for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.